the best thing you can do for your spouse, hands down across the board, is to become the best version of yourself. Yes. That sounds like the work that this husband might get to do is going, wow, okay, I recognize I'm having a hard time being validated here, but obviously my wife is trying. I appreciate that my wife is trying. Right. I'm thankful that she's trying to love me. She's writing into to come some people that she's never met going, how do I love my husband better? Yes. And it's still not working. Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, are you finding it hard to make your husband feel loved? Well done. Thank you. You did it while I was getting my computer because you wanted to get it done before I wrote it down to say neener neener. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Because I wanted to prove something. I know you wanted to prove something to me. And you are incredibly good. I might have an external locus of whatever. (laughs) Which is what we're going to be talking about in about five minutes in this podcast. Yep. All right, here we go. I don't think we have answered this question yet. Okay, what's the question, darling? So we got a message. um, Someone emailed us. Someone emailed us, yes, yes. And it says, I need help. Okay. My husband keeps asking me to show him I love him and I show him I find him attractive and show him how much he means to me. I need help in the how. I love my husband. He is my world. I just don't know how to show it. And he keeps asking and I'm lost and just don't know. This has been ongoing for months. I show tiny gestures, but I think he wants a big gesture and I just don't know. Hope you can help. I need help to show up for him and make him know how I feel. Well, I appreciate the question because here's a wife who genuinely wants to communicate that she loves her spouse, that she wants her husband to be wanted. Yes. But that might be the core of the issue right there. This comes back to the two S's. Yes, I was going to. You were thinking that already, weren't you? I was. So pop quiz for everyone who's listening right now and hasn't heard maybe some of our earlier podcast episodes, but women have one primary need and men have one primary need. Both words start Start with with the the letter letter S, S. but they're different words. Yes. And most people think the man's letter S word is really, really easy. And you're probably thinking it right now as you're listening to this podcast and you're wrong. Yep. It's not sex. Sex. Even though sex gives this this other word that starts with the letter S. It, it helps create that within him. But let's start with the easy one. So husbands out there, if you're listening at the moment, what is the primary need of your wife? Technically, you have three S words you can pick from. Yep. We could insert the um, uh, Jeopardy music right we could, here, but we're but not we going won't. to. So honey, what are, the, what are your three primary needs as a woman's? Safety, security, and and, stability. And stability, yes. Those three things are the core needs of of a wife. Yep. The primary need of a husband is much harder for most people to kind of find the word. But their primary need is significance. Significance. They want to know that they are wanted. They want to know that they are important and they want to know that they make a difference Difference. in the world. A man finds it in two primary ways, sex or technically the ability to please a woman. Woman. Mm -hmm. Sexually, yes, but also relationally, emotionally, he wants to be wanted by his woman. He wants to feel important and special by his wife. Right. 
The other thing he finds it in is occupation. So if the boss comes up to a man and says, did you know we, you're totally replaceable? We could find someone to do your job by lunch. You're, you're just a, a cog in the wheel and you're really just, you're not that important. I mean, you might as well just cut a guy off of the knees there. That's just terrible. And if a wife comes up to a husband and goes, you know, last night our little <laughs> get together, it wasn't that great. You might as well just stab the guy in the heart. I mean, men want to know that they are that they are important, they're powerful, they're significant, that they are wanted. This is a a a bucket. I want you to picture it like a bucket that you have to keep filling in some ways. For men who are healthy, they have a healthy approach to life, they're mature, they have wisdom, um, they don't have any sort of um, significant psych psychological issues or things like that. That bucket is whole, meaning uh, you can pour water into it, you can pour um, stuff into that and it will, it will last for a while and they can live off of whatever you've poured into that bucket. So if you give them a nice compliment, if you say something kind and loving, if you do something that's kind and loving towards them, they can live off of that for a while right. because that bucket is holding that experience or that gift that you've given them. And it's and it's like nourishment. They can keep coming back to it and dip from the bucket. And, and you don't have to keep putting stuff into that bucket because it lasts for a while. Right. Eventually, you know, they, they use whatever's in the bucket and you need to fill it up again. That's yeah, just normal. Like, just like fuel in a car. Exactly. There are some men whose buckets have holes in it. And no matter how much you pour into them because of their story, because of their experiences, because yes. of their wounds, because of their stuff in their life, you can pour a, a large amount of love, affection, attention, um, reassurance, all these things that are good for a husband to have, you can give that to him at eight o'clock in the morning and by nine 30, he's empty again. Right. Because of there's, there's that, that psychological, uh, piece it's, it's like holes in the bucket and they are constantly looking for some level of reassurance or some sort of high. And I'll use that word very intentionally. Some people look for that high. They get that from compliments. They get that from people giving them kudos. They give them, right. they, they feel good because of how people treat them. Other people need to get that high by actually getting high. They just don't like the way their life is feeling. And so they, they take some sort of substance to get high or to numb that pain with right. alcohol or drugs in some way. And so I'm curious, again, we have no idea. We're not diagnosing anybody. This is broad terms. We're talking right. about some of this. But when we have this wife write in and go, no matter what I do, my husband just doesn't feel like I'm being loved or heard or, or, or he, he's not feeling hurt or loved or appreciated or whatever that is. Right. She's trying to communicate that 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 she loves him and it's just not connecting in some way. Probably the best place to start is um, you can look at the five love languages. The five has been really, really popular. Gary Chapman wrote the book years and years and years ago. It's become kind of a, a buzzword now. And he kind of identified the different kinds of ways that you can fill up someone's bucket. Right. So uh, uh, acts of service is one. That's where you are doing something for him. Here, let me make you a cheese sandwich because I love you so much. And he's, Let me make you your lunch before you leave for work. Exactly. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, gifts. 
So I'm going to buy you something tangible. Here's here's a new car. Right. Um, here's a mug that says "World's Best Dad." Um, here's here's a card. Here's something that's that's a gift. So, acts of service, gifts, um, time. That's we're, my love language. So it doesn't matter what we're doing as long as we're just doing it together. We're spending yes. time, time together. Um, that's a huge one for people. So service, gifts, time, touch. Um, that would usually be the thing that sex falls into. It doesn't always have to be sex, but um, some sort of uh, affectionate touch, holding right. hands, holding rubbing hands, your back, walking past you, yep. and touching you, squeezing as you walk your past. butt, whatever it needs to be. It's those things that just physical touch communicates uh, love. So right. we have acts of service, gifts time, touch, and then mine is words, words of affirmation. affirmation. You just say something nice about me. If you just go, honey, you're good looking today. Or man, honey, you are so smart. Or man, that was the best podcast ever. That's going to change people's lives. I can live off of that for two weeks. Right. I, I like to know that you think good about me yep. and that you're going to tell me about that. That's mine. That's my words of aff- my thing, words of affirmation. And, and words of affirmation also fill that significance cup. Oh, yeah, because I I know that I am making a difference or at least you think I am making a right. difference. So you can start with, have you tried all five of those things? Have you said, yes, I have tried touch. I've tried time. I've tried access service. I've tried gifts and I've tried words of affirmation and none of those work. Right. Now, because because oftentimes I'm just going to throw this in here. Oftentimes when we're trying to show our spouse that we love them, that we care about them, that they're important to us, we oftentimes use the thing that we love the most. Yep. (laughs) And and so. So what do I do to you a lot? You tell me how great I am. How lovely you are. How lovely I look. I'm throwing words of affirmation all over the place because that's what I love. Right, exactly. So I tend to give what I hope to receive. Yes, exactly. You tend to, you know, just want to hang out with me a lot. You want to spend time with me because time is your thing. Yes. And you like you like just being together. Yes. So I would I would suggest to her first yes. before before asking if she's gone through all of those to think about what she has been Great. doing and if that's what she likes to receive. So good. And and um, if that happens to be the case, then then she needs to figure out what it is. Yeah that he likes, he may yeah. not even know. Yeah, so starting with those love languages is a great place to start. Let me start trying acts of service. Let me start trying time. Let me yep. start trying touch. Um, yep. If they do all of that, if they sit down and go, okay, we are really, really clear on what our individual love languages are. For him, it is this and this. For her, it's that and that. And he's still feeling like, man, it just doesn't feel like you are communicating love to me enough. Then instead of her trying to keep the guessing game going and trying to figure it out and magically come up with what the answers are, um, it's time to start observing and asking him to do some of the work. So it would be questions like, when have you felt most love and appreciated? That's a good Not just one. by me, but by anybody, anybody. else. Right. People at work, your parents, people on the street. When do you feel most loved? Um, when do you most love yourself? When are you most proud of the things that you do? Right. It's a little ironic, but a lot of times 
um, individuals who have no idea how to love and accept unconditionally love and accept themselves mm-hmm. really struggle with being able to receive unconditional love and acceptance from other people. Right. And this might start to help him go, wow, actually, I don't even, I struggle with loving and accepting myself, validating myself, sure. making my own self feel good. No wonder you're having a hard time with it because it doesn't, it doesn't stick. Again, those holes in the bucket that just it flows through and it doesn't actually stick. It doesn't, right. doesn't build up into his life in some way. So that would be the next question is, what do you do that when you feel most loved, cared for? When do you feel most proud of yourself? When do you like yourself the best? Right. Have him do some of those those things and, and see if he can get clarification on some of those. Right. Because he may he may not know. Yeah. And and you're trying all of these things and it's not working because he doesn't actually know himself. Yep. Yep. And so those are really good prompts to help him figure it exactly. out. So that and then you're working together. It's yeah. not a uh, you over here and him over here and you're just in separate worlds. Right. You're actually working on it yeah. together. Yep. There's one other thing that plays into this whole dynamic and um, it, the fancy schmancy terms are internal locus of control versus external locus of control. What that basically means is do you need things outside of yourself, external to yourself to validate yourself, to right. make you feel good? Or can you make yourself feel good? Can you internally validate yourself? And it doesn't matter what other people see, think, hear, or say about you. Right now, sitting at the table, we have an externally locust of control. Yes, yes person, we do. My beautiful bride. Yep. And an internally locust of control person. My wife loves gold stars. <laughs> my wife loves crappy little winning medals medals but and going and headbands and running through tough mutters and mud piles and i mean beating herself up coming out literally bruised black and blue after doing some of these tough mutters and she has two dollars and 76 cents worth of prizes and that's why she's done it because this external thing says look at how good i am i get to wear yep. this medal and i get the headband and and i get the picture in front of the blow up balloon that thingy. is so true and she loves that and i know that about her and you're talking about it and i'm just smiling <laughs> yes. so huge yep. i'm just going to totally interrupt and throw okay. throw my um something i recognize so my my main love language is time. But as you were talking, I realized that I have a second love yep. language and that is words of affirmation yep. because when you tell me how amazing I am, that I can, that I've done this mud run or we're hiking the mountain, it just fills my cup. Yeah. And I didn't realize, yeah. huh, I guess I can ha- actually have to because that's just as important yeah. to me hearing what you think about me sure. as it is the time that we spend together. So yep. sorry, that was just a little. And that would be an external locus of control. Exactly. You want something outside of you to tell you you are good enough. Yes. There are some people who are internally validated. It doesn't matter if you like what I'm doing. I know that what I'm doing is good and I'm okay. It doesn't matter if you recognize it or see it. Right. I'm okay. I can do things behind the scenes and let other people take the credit for it. And I can sleep well at night. Other people, that drives them crazy. It's yep. like, what do you mean? I'm the one who did all the work and they're getting the credit. Yes, I, that, yeah, I'm, <laughs> we're very different that way. Because even when you do something and someone else gets the credit for it, it drives me crazy. Yeah. So. Yep. 
And so if this husband that we're talking about in this, in this scenario has a, an external locus of control, external validation, he actually is held hostage to things that are beyond his control right. because if the person he's interacting with just doesn't say thank you or doesn't respond in the way that he's hoping, it can crush him. Right. And now he spends a lot of time and energy trying to get this other person to act or behave a certain way so that he can so that feel, he gets validated. Yes, exactly. And that becomes exhausting. So I'm actually going to suggest not that you're wrong and I'm right, <laughs> but it's actually good to have a healthy balance yes. of of being internally validated or externally validated. Right. Because in this world, we don't always get people to react or do or say things like we want them to do right. and say and be. Right. And if that shatters us, if that destroys us, if that makes us insecure, if that makes it harder for us to function in some way, then we have a problem. Right. And again, we waste so much time and energy f trying to get the world to look and behave the way that we want it to so that we can feel safer or validated or loved or appreciated right. or cared for in some way. Um, and, and that just doesn't happen. So again, just my guest guesstimating here on what's being written here, my little niggles Spidey of senses. here's the questions I would start to kind of follow right. down is, okay, is this husband internally or externally validated? Um, does he know what his love languages are? And does his bucket have holes in it? It doesn't matter who or what is happening. He still struggles with just being validated in general. Right. And if that's the case, if that is just a struggle, then there's deeper work that he probably needs to do because a wife, a kid, a boss, it doesn't matter who it is in his life, nobody will be able to validate him in the way that he needs to be validated right. until he does the work and starts patching the holes in the bucket. Right. And that can be done. Right. So that's what I was going to say. Maybe on one of our next podcasts, we can talk about, uh, we've heard from multiple people and multiple emails about uh, holes in buckets or holes in my my cup just cannot be yeah. filled and there's holes in my cups and people asking can those be repaired yeah. and can those be patched and we don't have time in this episode right. to talk about that but I think that would be a good episode um, to do yes that would be a very good episode to do if you'd like to hear that episode email Shannon at securemarriage.com and say I want to hear that episode how do we fill or patch the holes in our buckets how do we start to just feel complete and healthy as a human being right because like we say all the time the healthiest people tend to have the healthiest Healthy relationships yes exactly so the best thing you can do for your spouse hands down across the board is to become the best version of yourself yes that sounds like the work that this husband might get to do is going wow okay i recognize I'm having a hard time being validated here, but obviously my wife is trying. I appreciate that my wife is trying. Right. I'm thankful that she's trying to love me. She's writing into come some people that she's never met going, how do I love my husband better? Yes. And it's still not working. Wonder what other deeper layers are happening here that we probably need to look at first. Yep. That's where I'd start. I think that's great. Again, we hope this is helpful. We assume that if one person has a question like this, that there might be two or three other people yes. who have a question like this. And so we hope that 
as you're listening, it's like, oh, okay, this actually makes some sense. I'm starting to understand some of this about myself or about my spouse, or we actually have uh, couples who um, are listening to this podcast together Yes, because they want to just get better at their marriage. So they go, okay, let's sit down, let's have a nice dinner and let's listen to 20 minutes of a podcast. And now we have something to talk about or something better to learn about ourselves. That would be a fantastic way, I think, for people to make their marriage better. And you've got 260 episodes to kind of shuffle through and find (laughs) the topics that matter most to you. That's why we make the podcast. It is. We also make programs. So if you're going, yes, we need to work on some of this, but the how, how do we do this? How do we make things better? Uh, We suggest starting with the relationship roadmap. We've built that nine tools, nine tools in the relationship roadmap that will solve any problem in your marriage. I know it's a big honking claim. Any problem in your marriage, nine tools will fix it. And it takes an hour and two minutes to watch all the videos. Yeah. And it costs probably about half of a counseling session. You can find that at securemarriage.com. Right at the top, it says courses. You click on that button and you click relationship roadmap. And within five minutes, you can be watching the first, in fact, you can watch the first video for For free free in the series. You don't even have to buy the dang thing yet. You can watch it and go, oh, let's see if this actually makes any sense. You and I just sat with a couple um, a couple of days ago and walk them through here's you know, hurting and then searching yep. and you just see the light bulbs come on. Like this is exactly it was, where it we're was at. almost like this big breath of, yeah. of like, oh, someone gets it. Yeah. So, and this is where we're at. And then here's the tools. Here's the specific thing that you need to work on. That's going to make your marriage better. We got to do that for the husband. Here's the thing that you need to work on yep. for the wife. Here's what you get to work on. And it's a starting point rather yeah. than wandering around aimlessly or hopelessly going, how, how, how do we fix this? Well, I know something's not right, but where, well, how do we start? Right. What do we do? The relationship roadmap will give you a roadmap. It will show you here's where you're at, here's where you want to be, and here's how, and how to, get, to get, there. get there. That's the point of a map. Yep. Okay. Commercial is done. Thank you for uh, indulging us, everybody. We love doing this podcast. Um, it's a snowy day here in Portland, so we might get a few more done. Yep. Anyway, thanks for listening, anyone, anyone everyone. Everyone. Someone. Hello. <laughs> Bueller. <laughs> we'll see you next time. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.